All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another episode of On the Pitch Pod, a very important one. We had a tumultuous week in world football, uh, but don't you worry, we're here to break it down for you. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Leo. How are we feeling today? Uh, I'm not feeling as good as I normally would be feeling. Right. Um, I like the use of vocabulary there, tumultuous. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's there's been quite the turmoil this week. Um one, this is a podcast we, I don't think neither of us ever wanted to have to do, but here we are. I'm sure everyone knows the the word on the street, even our American friends that don't follow soccer too much, because it's been the talk, uh, it's been the talk the past 24 hours since this all broke down and happened. Uh, the Super League is now, I guess, official, still not I don't know. It's still it's official. Like it's official. Doing There's it. gonna be a fight back, but it's official. Yeah, they're they're doing it. Um, yeah, just the, honestly, a sad day. It's a it's a big day. More it's so, a it's a day. sad day, obviously. But um, you know, 2020 has been a year of living through history with the global <laughs> pandemic and everything. But this truly is one of the most major changes to our our beloved game, but across sports altogether. Like we haven't seen anything like this, especially. In the English game, we've all been kind of pushing for MLS to go the other direction, and now they're making it more like MLS, you know? Yeah. So we were calling them crazy, but clearly uh, I think this is uh, due to the American sports. owners, and they're trying to um, – I think a lot of it has to do with they're trying to increase fan traffic in the United States. They recognize that as a huge market possibility, and with the increased ownership, like the Stan Kroenke's of the world, they want to, you know – change it to that American format where no one can get dropped down. This saves football, according to Florentino Perez, but it takes the competition out of it. Um, it's crazy. It really is history. We're living through something special here, and whichever way it goes, uh, football, soccer is not going to be the same post this, you know? Yeah, and I don't even know if, like, if it really is about getting American viewership. Like, the people that are here in America, like, it's kind of like... Who else are they drawing that they weren't already drawing? Like, they they have the Champions League. Like, whoop de doo These guys are going to play every week. And you know what time they're going to play at? 2 o'clock. Yeah. Who's going to... It's going to be the same bunch of people that are already watching these teams play. Because it's not like you're going to get home from work and be like, Oh, it's 7 p.m. and I got I got uh, Real Madrid playing Manchester United this week. And then next week it's 7 p.m. and I got... Barcelona playing uh, Arsenal like that's that's not how it's gonna work right it's gonna be at two o'clock like it's always been the the fan base in the states I feel like has already been established I mean sure they pick up new ones and whatnot but it's not like uh it's not that much different and it's it's just weird um and it's unfortunate Rio Ferdinand called it a war on football and there's kind of, there's just like no coming back from this. Even if it doesn't come to fruition and they somehow get talked out of this, like it's just like a stain on the jersey that's just never gonna go away. It's a permanent stain that you just can't get rid of. It's always gonna be there. And it's it's sad that uh, this Americanized way of thinking has come to the game. But at the same time, like this is just something that's never happened in sports, like at all, like. It, we haven't really seen this amongst any American sport, amongst any sport in general. It's just a historic historic move and a shocking one. Definitely. Um, didn't expect to see this coming, but I, I've kind of loved that everyone's in a mutual agreement here that this is bad for, for football and the future of football. 
Uh, never really been a part of something where it's been so grossly negative of a response. And I honestly think, you know, the, the 12 club, 15 clubs that are currently in it, those 15 owners are probably the only people in this world that want this to go through. You heard Jurgen Klopp with some powerful words today, you know, and there are people outside the Leeds game, you know, yelling at their bus, protesting. It was the, the Liverpool fans right. that drove to Leeds to yell at the team bus, which is unfortunate because these players had, had no idea to do what's it, going right. on. Like, right. Literally, this was all behind closed doors. The owners have been meeting. Uh, I saw a thread. I don't know how true it is. Uh, apparently, the first talks of this Super League actually started out in, like, 1998. And these most of these owners started this little, like, group called, I think, G14. And uh, so that's kind of what started it all way back then. And then, you know, there's been rumors for the past, I don't know, five or six years that this might be a thing. And I don't know if, uh, I heard the rumors, and obviously I was younger at the time, uh, me and Pat were both in high school, like when this first started becoming more mainstream and more of a possibility, but I don't think we uh, we truly realized how it would actually work. Um, you know, a lot of people thought this might just be a transition over to the Champions League, but obviously that's the main goal of their thought process, but it's it's worse than that, it's... It's like, it's clubs understanding that there's a possibility that they're not going to get into the Champions League every year. Arsenal's had that realization come true the last two years, and their 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 hierarchy is we can't we can't do this, especially with the global pandemic. We need to guarantee that we're going to have the same yeah. income every single year, uh, and that's that's what these clubs want. They want a guaranteed fixed salary to make sure. And the the numbers are thrown out. I don't know how realistic. You know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. The amount of money they're throwing out that these teams are gonna get just from joining the Super League. Those are true. That's that's true. Those Unbelievable are all true numbers, money. right? So I mean, from a business perspective, if you're one of these teams, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's terrible, but you know they don't. They don't I care. I wouldn't even call it a no-brainer because we've seen we've seen Bayern, PSG, PSG's run by oil money, and they said no. You know, so uh, at the end of the day, uh, we'll give you guys a rundown of how it works. Basically, that might just show you that PSG doesn't need the money just like everybody else, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. So They're about Bayern to offer Neymar a new contract, Mbappe a new contract. Yeah, so we'll give you guys the rundown. Obviously, we had the 12 teams that were, quote-unquote, the founding members of this yeah. uh, league. The prestigious few. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll run that yeah, down. Yeah, I got it pulled six. up here. So it's uh, AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, City, United, Madrid, and Tottenham. Those are the founding clubs, and they've capitalized founding clubs as if it's <laughs> a proper noun. Uh, it is anticipated that a free, a further three clubs will join ahead of the inaugural season, which is intended to commence as soon as uh, practicable. Practicable. I'm guessing that's August. Um, yeah, that, that makes sounds like sense they're trying to, to do it right away this fall. Right. So the pan- they said that the pandemic has shown that a strategic vision and a sustainable commercial approach are required to enhance value and support for the benefit of the entire European football pyramid, which is essentially what everybody is saying is the exact opposite of what's going to happen. You know, in in world football, there's a huge trickle down effect from the Premier League down to this. That's why there's seven professional leagues in England, right? Jamie Vardy's a re- there's a reason Jamie Vardy's a thing. It's because of this trickle down economics that helps these smaller clubs stay afloat. That transfer from uh, Pedro to Chelsea saved his boyhood club because they had, there was a clause in the transfer contract that you know paid 200k to their club. Yeah. Ended up saving their club. So uh, 
that's their kind of main reasoning as to why this is a benefit. But it's basically the big the big rich clubs are losing money drastically fast, especially right now with no fans. And uh, this is going to, from what I've learned, it's going to hurt everybody else. Yeah, so, and then how it would work is they, they hope to get uh, eventually 20 clubs. There'd be 15 teams that are just locked in every year, which is dumb. Yeah, and then there'd be five teams that rotate in and out. And I guess they just kind of handpick which they teams those are. They call it a qualifying are. mechanism. Yeah, sure it is. I doubt it's Based a qualifying on, method. Uh, they're gonna, achievements in the prior season. Yeah, they're going to pick the teams that get the most money. The bribes under the table. Yeah, they're not going to pick Leicester to come play in this league. Like, they could care less. Right. So then they'll play. They'll split it up into two groups. There'll be two groups of ten. Mm-hmm. They'll all play each other. The top four of each move on and play the playoff, which is basically like a... The same thing the Champions League does, you know, you get the playoff around the 16 and so forth, and then that's it. That's how it works. It's basically uh, my biggest issue with it, and, you know, some of our friends back here jokingly, you know, that don't really care about soccer, and then you see it with part of my take, they, they poke fun at this, and they're like, oh, it's funny how these Americans, you know, have such an influence, and whatnot and they're all like oh why why is this so bad right uh the biggest thing about this being bad this is quote unquote the super league and these teams aren't even the best teams in europe right who now. decided that they're super right how many they're just super they because Instagram? they have yeah. money right you look at ac milan ac milan is you know a historic club whatnot same with arsenal historic club ac milan haven't qualified for the champions league since 2013 so you're telling me this is one of the best teams in Europe and this is a super league? Arsenal hasn't won the Champions League or won the league since 04. They haven't won the league since 04. And That's, when's the last time you make, made it to the Champions League? We've been out league? of the top four for three, four years now. Actually, so, maybe 2016 was the last year, so almost five years now. They're not even, these teams aren't even years. the best teams in their, in, the, in Europe. I would put AC Milan and Arsenal, no offense to Arsenal. They'd probably be like just the 20th, time period. 20, yeah, right. Twenty to thirty. That Norwegian in coach right nailed it on the head with his quote. That was, they, I would rank them in the twenties range right? for top European teams right now. You even saw like legends like Ian Wright come out and say like, "What Arsenal? Who? Who are they to call themselves super? Right? You know." And I one thing you got to mention. It is funny to, that the UEFA and the FA are all taking this moral high road. Like this is going to destroy football when. You know, three months ago, they were charging you 15 pounds to watch Burnley versus Sheffield <laughs> United. Uh, but it's crazy that, that that just because there's a certain, you know, that this certain clique of, of owners, you know, that know yeah. that have a respect for the pockets of the other guy, not so much what they've done on the pitch. Um, and that's going to bring them bring them guaranteed 300 million a year. Just Arsenal stinks. We lost. Yeah, the, we drew Fulham one-one in the ninety-seventh minute at home. We have Tottenham, who's never won anything. They sacked their coach today. They haven't won anything since I've been alive. They've won zero trophies since Patrick and I have been alive. Um, Harry Kane has the most goals of all time in the Premier League for some, and and has not won a trophy. That was like a broken record this week. So you're telling me they're one of the Europe's elites? They're not one of Europe's elites. They're newfound money that just right. happens to have a big fan base now. And, you know, that sells. But the other thing that these teams don't realize, too, is, like, one of the one of those teams is just going to be a bottom feeder. Right. How, how cool is that going to be to lose 
I don't know how, yeah, how many games the are Sheffield Arsenal, United of the fucking, how many, yeah. How many games does Arsenal and Spurs and other teams, AC Milan, how many games do they realistically expect to win? Right. I don't know. About There's going to be bottom feeders. Right, And they're just going to sit there and lose all the time. But, oh, we got money, so that's cool. Like, that's not going to sell. It's also, sell from that? a player's perspective, it's just brutal. Another set of games, another yeah, set yeah. of traveling, you, more games. They, oh, we're out of money. Let's just make these guys go run around for another 90 minutes. And, and then for the fans, you got to travel every week right. out of the country to go watch these games be played. It's it's crazy. It, it's I mean that's the exact same thing as the Champions League, but it's you earn that, right? Yeah. That's everything is earned in football. Like Leeds earned that one one draw. They probably should have won. I thought they were the better team for most of the game. The second half for sure. Today. Oh, yeah. And Bamford got unlucky, hit the bar, but you gotta earn everything in this game. And there's a reason Leicester City won the league with five thousand to one odds, right? Jamie Vardy and Riyad Mahrez took over the league. The, Ran through people, rinsed them. Cause they and, and they earned that title, right? They had there's Aiden Hazard on Chelsea, some great great teams in the league. These guys five thousand one odds that 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 dies with this. You know yeah. what I mean? The the craziest thing about it, and I hear all these you know American people, analysts, even our friends, they're like, oh, why is this bad? Imagine the NFL just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's have the Cowboys, who hasn't won anything since we've been around. They're in the Super League. The Steelers are in it, the Patriots. Somehow the Bears are in it because we have a big market. A big market, right. but you know we suck. The, but the somehow Jets we're in, be it. in there because they're the New Jets York. are in right. it. Yeah, and then uh, the like L.A. You know, Chargers or some no, shit. The, you know? the Rams will be in it. Yeah, and that's it. That's that's like your whole league and everyone else. Go fly a kite because you might be better than them, you but you don't sell. Money. Yeah, you don't bring enough money. And that's that's basically what's happening here. And then like Patrick said. Uh, you know, you don't get this Leicester City. The greatest thing about soccer, uh, just in general, is this this pyramid that you could climb. It doesn't matter where you're from, what team you are, how small of a team you are. Like, It's an ever-changing cycle. We wouldn't have Leicester being top four in the Premier League right now if this European Super League was already a thing. We, they would have won the league and no one would have cared. And then they, that was just, you know, that's it. Thanks for winning the league. You get your participation award. And then I think the funniest thing about this is all of these owners are like, oh, we, we still want to play in our domestic leagues. Yeah. Why? We're, we're keeping the tradition of our domestic leagues. Who are you going to play in the, in the domestic leagues? The B team? Right. Go get some training, guys. That's what it would be. Why would, why would you play your main guys against Austin Villa? They're just going to play the, the academy kids and, oh, yeah. But we care so much about playing in our leagues. No, you won't. You'll just play your academy players the whole time. It's, it's crazy. It's a slap in the face. It is. I mean, I can't. I couldn't find the tweet today, but there was a tweet a few months back when uh, Spurs were still in the FA Cup, and there was that guy watching. Garrett, he was like twenty yards from Gareth Bale, sitting outside his bedroom window. You know, because yeah. they were at such a low tier team. And as a guy, you know, going through the process of trying to get my foot in the door with a team, the thought of, you know, getting shut down because. All that money that's no longer going to find its way down to these national leagues, it's its a scary thought. A lot of people are going to be out of jobs. A lot of doors are going to close just because the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And uh, it, the divide between owners and fans has clearly never been larger because the outcry among people uh, worldwide, even people that don't really follow football on a world stage or a consistent stage are hearing about how you know outraged everybody is. 
Uh, and it's nice to see some some unity for once in a, in a world game. But it's uh, to me the the effect on those smaller clubs. It's really going to be you know truly depressing. You look at like Major League Baseball, right? They have this system where there's minor league teams, yada yada yada. But there's no like relegation, none of that. All those lower teams are funded by you know the money that comes in from the Cubs, right? And if this happens, my buddy Dave Avador said this today, and it kind of made a lot of sense to me. He's like, I'm worried that the Man Cities of the world will just start buying up all these clubs, and there'll be just a big umbrella thing. You know how they have NYCFC. Now they go buy a team in Europe, in Germany. Then they go buy a team over here and over here. And all of a sudden, every other club is a club that's it's just one big – you know what I'm saying? It's just it's PSG, Barca. Yeah, everybody's just a feeder into these massive Super League clubs because none of these other clubs matter. Like what is – how is Aston Villa going to get retained players? How are they going to keep Jack Grealish, right? The the big quote that has been going around soccer for years now is, created by the poor, stolen by the rich. Gary and, Neville couldn't have said that any better in his little speech either. And the, the big thing about that is, like, even our, our clubs. Our clubs were f- founded back in the late 1800s by... Just regular people from the town. Workers, yeah. Workers. To and escape their Still to lives. this day, all, all of these teams, Liverpool. Like, what's in Liverpool? You don't go buy a house in Liverpool. It's all the working class there. All these other teams. Sure, Arsenal's in London and all it's these. North London is it's, a neighborhood. It's, it's just the neighborhood yeah, of working yeah. class people, and that's how the team started and that's how it grew, and it became a community. And then, obviously, with technology and advancements, the fan base becomes worldwide, and then there's more money pumped into it. But the, these clubs were built off of working-class people, and now it's just like, uh, yeah, you know what? Thanks, working-class people. Thanks for making us all this money. Now we're going to go do this other thing, and you could either tag along or not. And it, there's no tradition involved with that. Right. There's like a... There's like a cool aspect to the Premier League where you're a big club and you go play away at Fulham and you got 20,000 people literally just standing on top of you and you got your little away corner with 1,000 people and it's a hostile environment. I guarantee you, you're hearing those Fulham supporters a lot louder than you're hearing your little 1,000 people in the corner. It's it's just a different atmosphere. It, it's gritty. It's That's what makes it so great and it's just being taken away. And I, it's awful. It is awful. You know, we can't say it. We've said it a billion times by now. Um, it's. Uh, I think one of the things that it makes tough for um, Americans to understand is um, we have no connection to that history. We have no connection to Arsenal in 1885. It's not, you know, down the street. You don't bike to it. You can go there with your dad as a kid. You just want to watch great soccer all the time if you're an American just getting into the Premier League. I understand that. That makes sense. Uh, from that perspective, this this makes sense. Best teams play each other all the time, but you got to think about it as you know. There's the the regular season in in the Premier League means something, right? The regular season in the NBA is the most dog shit competition of all time. We complain about it all the time. Nothing you could watch the last, you know nothing really matters to the last twenty five games of the season. I know you got to win to be in the right position, but. In the Premier League, every game, all 38 games matter. Every single minute of all there's 38 no, games matter. There's matters, no such thing as tanking. Right? Because guess what? Fulham gave up a 97th minute goal against Arsenal. And now, you know, it probably sealed their fate as going down. They're gonna. They're not going to be in this league. They're not going to make the two, the $150 million or whatever it is just from being in the Premier League. There are consequences to every game, right? 
And when you get eliminated, you don't just get eliminated from playoff contention. You get eliminated from the league. You go down to a lower division. You lose all the TV contracts. You lose everything. So there's everything to play for. Every game matters. So I, the, both legs, home and away, are so crucial, right? There's only two. You got to take everything. And that's what that's what makes it so great about having to finish top four. Like, oh, you, you're in the NBA, and it's like, oh, you know what? We're sitting sixth, seventh place. That's cool. Yeah, we don't have to see the Lakers you know in the first yeah, round. We'll, so we're we'll still play our playoff game yeah. and see how far we could go. It's like, no, you finish sixth or seventh place, you don't make it to the Champions League, you miss out on all this money. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to, why they're making this league. is They just don't even want to have to worry about it. Right. There's, there's no competition. They're just eliminating the competition altogether. And like we were saying about these teams that are, quote-unquote, the elites of this Super League, uh, last time I checked, half of these teams haven't been relevant in the Champions League for 10 years. Arsenal is the furthest thing from elite right now. That's a fact. Where's Ajax? Ajax has won how many right. Champions League? Literally. They've won, like, I don't know, I think four or five Champions League. They how just, many years in a row they won the, 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 the Dutch League? They've you know? won the Dutch League a stupid amount of times. Johan Cruyff, the uh, all-time legend, played there. They were just in the Champions League semifinal, what, two years ago? Yeah. Roma, another team, just in the Champions League semifinal a few years ago. Sevilla said no, they're not They're not doing anything to do with it. All these German teams, you know? Yeah, Bayern oh. Munich said no. I mean, the I guess the best way that you could say that soccer's for the working class. A few years ago, uh, I maybe used the... Not this most recent Bayern Champions League. When was the last time they won? Like 2015 or something? Sounds about right. Whenever they won before this most recent time, they boycotted games because they tried charging the supporters of the club like 68 euros this was a, gra- a ticket. I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to bring this up next. Uh, the, th- the sad thing is is people are going to protest, and then the clubs will just fill the seats some other way. Like. I still think people are they're going to sell out every game. You know what I mean? So there'll be oh. protests for the first couple of weeks. I saw a tweet today. Arsenal's still going to replace all those season ticket holders. You know, Madrid will still replace all those season ticket holders. But uh, that's the best way I could summarize why this is, like, such a big deal. Because it's for the working class. Liverpool, just about two years ago, they said they were going to up the tickets to sit in the cop from $45 to, like, 65 or not dollars, euros, to 65 euros. And then you know what happened the last 30 minutes of a game? The whole cop walked out of the game, and then literally like 12 hours later, they said we're not going to raise the ticket prices. The Bundesliga a few years ago wanted to put games on Mondays. But that's not the working class day. People have to go to work that day. So everyone in the Bundesliga boycotted the games for a week, and then the Bundesliga said, fine, we won't have games on Monday. Because it's for the working class. For the fans. It's for the fans. These communities, that this is all they have. They're like, shaped around it, you know? That's all they have in these towns. You know, we're, we're in Chicago and we have, oh, well, you know what? The, the Bears might not be good, but the Blackhawks are good this year, or vice versa. Or these other cities where it's like, oh, you know what? The Jets aren't good this year, but uh, the Knicks might be good this year, which that's a tough comparison. They, but the they Knicks all are suck. decent this year. Or, <laughs> Julius Randle's yeah, balling. You, you go to Boston and it's like, oh, the uh, the Bruins weren't good this year, but the the Patriots were good this year. There's nothing else. This is all these people have. They're, it's just a one big community. It's all about the one club. You're from Leicester or Leeds or some of these even more working class towns. That this is all they have. Now you're just taking that away from them. Yeah, I've said all. I've said all I need to say on this. Uh, it's a sad day for football. It's a sad day uh, for a lot of people around the world. 
And uh, hopefully the the protests, everyone doesn't forget about it in a week. Hopefully everyone keeps their voices up and we can uh, we can turn reverse this or slow it down or at least get some conversations going because this is not the not the game we fell in love with and, and hopefully something's done about it. And like like I said earlier, there's just like a stain in the shirt that's just not going to go away. The apparently on Friday they're going to kick Chelsea, Real Madrid, and Manchester City out of the Champions League. So is there just not going to be a Champions League this year? Uh, apparently, UEFA is banning any player that has a role in this from playing for their national team for the Euros that are supposed to be this summer. Yeah. Um, the World Cup's supposed to be in 2022. Apparently, these players aren't going to, aren't going to be allowed to play in it. Um, the Premier League supposedly has to sign off saying that these teams can leave. Um, that's not going to happen. So these teams are just going to quit the Premier League, or someone's gonna someone's gonna concede and say fine. So we'll see who can you know stand up on the hill the longer, and just hold their ground. And hopefully it's uh, hopefully these leagues in UEFA and FIFA hold their ground and don't back down and keep football the way we like it. But it's uh, it's crazy. UEFA is suing. All of these teams, 50 billion euros. Quarterback just threw the ball late to Owen. My brother's playing in the U of I spring game right now. The guy <laughs> threw it, the late delivery. The quarterback's coach is ripping him. That's all. Uh, it's, it's yeah, didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry there. It's, no, you're it's, good. It's just, a big day for your belly. It's just a sad, <laughs> it's really a sad situation. Um, There's no coming back from this. It's already done. Yeah, regardless of what happens, this is going to be a seismic change. Uh, Probably the biggest change we've experienced in any major sport in our lifetime. And I'm really most interested to see how the national competition is affected this summer uh, with the Euros. I'm interested to see what the players do. The players don't want this. No. The players are getting... You've seen you speak out, but not everybody. The players already complain about playing too many games. And now they're supposed to play more games. Like, they already complained about it. So you're telling me that they're going to want to go and do this? It's it's crazy. It's There's just no coming back from it. Um, I don't know. I That's kind of all we have. Yeah, that'll wrap it up. Uh, there were a few games this weekend. In the meantime, we'll go over those really fast. Uh, Saturday, we had uh, the FA Cup semifinal between Chelsea Man City. Yeah, Chelsea no, beat, beat uh, no City. quadruple for City, so that's cool. Um, shout out Chelsea for that. Shout out Chelsea for that. Shout out Akeem Zayek. Uh, somehow, some way, yeah, played a pretty Werner solid got the game. Assist. Um, Pulisic has been looking really good too. When he got the ball, he he put one in, but he was offsides. He's been playing really good under Tuchel. Um, I have a stat here about Tuchel. I'm gonna find it. Was it that his goals against record against the top six teams? Yes, it was. Let me find it. Very few goals given up. In three months at Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel has now beaten Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, Diego Simeone twice, Jose Mourinho, and Carlo Ancelotti, and without conceding a single goal in either of those six matches. So good for Thomas Tuchel. Good for Chelsea. Um, I don't know. It still feels weird that we're talking about these games like they matter, though. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I guess FA Cup does. <laughs> the FA Cup. Yeah, the FA Cup. Kind of does. That's the, the exact opposite of of what's going to happen now at the Super League, right? Anybody can win in the FA Cup from the bottom tier to anything, right? So maybe this means more than more than it has in the past, yeah. the FA Cup, because it's a, this is the, the fight back on football, the rebellion on football. 
Um, I thought Chelsea played well that game. I did too. Uh, I thought they looked like the more lively side. Um, City had a couple chances, but they just, uh, I don't know, they didn't look as clinical. Zach Steffen, tough break there, didn't know if he should go out or stay in the goal, and that ended up costing him with that goal. He kind of got caught in no man's land. But, yeah, shout out Chelsea. There's no quadruple. Um, we had a, just a couple other games. We had Manchester United play Burnley. Uh, Mason Greenwood looked really good. He's really starting to hit his stride towards the end of the season. And yeah, that was a great. How old is he? Nineteen, eighteen. I, I think he might be eighteen years old. He he's gonna be a stud. Of he course, had two yeah. goals. Bruno first goal a sweet was dummy. Yeah, Rashford megs uh, poor Tarkowski on the right side was just getting cooked by Rashford all game long. He megs him, plays it across for Bruno. Bruno dummies it, and Mason Greenwood makes no mistake. It's beautiful. But Burnley had a fair share of chances. Uh, they do what they do best, right. and they get set pieces and make it make you uncomfortable in the box. Put it in the mixer, as we used to say. And uh, <laughs> I think it's Chris Wood. I can't remember his first name, but yeah. Wood was the nine up top, and he was just very dangerous. And then Tarkowski got the the header goal. He just outmanned Harry Maguire, which you don't hear very often. But he kind of he had three dudes pulling him down, and he had a little credit card vertical. He maybe got six inches off the ground, and then just nodded it in the side netting. Uh, but Man United was on a different level. They, uh, Cavani, the movement, Van de Beek, it was it was beautiful. They when they went forward, they looked like they were going to score. And Luke yeah. Shaw continues his reign of terror on the left side. I good uh, squad. I hope Edison Cavani stays with Manchester United. There's been talks that he might go to Boca Juniors, yeah, which would be I thought it was kind of a wild already. move. Um, apparently, he just hasn't adjusted to life in England. But I don't know, man. You're still at the top of your game. Obviously, you know it's still cool How to play. Uh, back closer to home, but I think he's 33 years old. He's having a great season. Uh, I think you should he's give 34. it 34. 34? Another two, three years? Why not, you know? Yeah, Don't he short. looks like he's in great shape. He still yeah, runs he the whole game. He was playing, you know, 90. He's he still playing 90 the minutes. Time yeah. He keeps bagging goals. He's been kind of what they needed when they got him. So uh, I hope he sticks around. And, you know, Manchester United... I remember saying at the beginning of the season that I thought that they would have a good season. Uh, Patrick was on the other side of things, and they, for a time there, it was shaky, but they pulled through, and I've been on this alley train in this whole time, and here we are, alley, alley train's still going strong. Um, we had some other games, Everton-Tottenham 2-2. Um, a big game for both teams trying to finish top four. Um, I guess a bigger game for Everton now that Tottenham are just confirmed in their own little top 20 league. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, Everton, they get a very unfortunate break during that game. I forget who the defenders were, but the, a ball got crossed in. And one of the defenders went to go head of the way. And he headed it off the butt of his teammate. The ball just so kindly bounced to Harry Kane. He bagged that one. And uh, Tottenham, like I said, a big blow for them trying to finish top four. Both teams on the outside looking in. Tottenham are five points back. Everton six points back with some teams in between them. So that was a big blow coming down to the final stretch here with only six and seven games respectively. So both teams needed that. Um, just unfortunate for Everton to let in that goal, just having the guy headed off someone's butt. Um, moved today. Today, my Reds played, and that was the most detached I've ever felt 
from a Liverpool game for I don't know how long because like it just it just didn't felt like it mattered. Um, and it, it didn't look like it mattered to them as much. Not that they didn't, but they definitely had a little bit less pep in their step. And I think Leeds had a little extra pep in their step. You saw them wearing the jer- the shirts before the game. Uh, they took it a little personal, and to be honest, they came out and they they earned the point. I, I thought. Yeah, they I'll let you keep talking. I didn't mean to they cut definitely you off. Uh, earned the point. And I was given, uh, you know, Arsenal and AC Milan those those hard little rants about them not being elite. But even as far as five six years ago, right before Klopp got there, there was like a six seven tough, period tough patch for patch for uh, Liverpool. I would say at the end of the two thousand seven or eight season, that was a nice little run in the Champions League there. But after that, there was like a six or seven year period where we were finishing kind of like how Arsenal was. We were just around 7th, 8th the whole time, and now we're just part of this elite. It makes no sense. No, um, and I mean, now this year, like, you're in 4th place and hanging out by a thread. Not even. De- we're in 6th place. Right, you've definitely not been elite this year, right? We haven't you been. Know? We've been far from it. You're but, uh, far from it. Uh, like I said, I felt so detached from watching the game, and, like, I just, like, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't care. Like, I, I kind of wanted us to lose the game, which... A week ago, if if we didn't have the Super League a week ago, I would have been yelling at my TV, pissed off because this game was so important for us to finish top four. And wh- why do Who why should I care now? Yeah, now? right. What difference does it make? I'd like it would be very funny for the Super League to not happen, and then like half of these teams are starting in the Champions League next year, which obviously I wouldn't want that for my own team, but it would be the ultimate slap in the slap face. In the face, and yeah, I could fuck you. I could totally live without it for a year. I mean, it it suck, but no, these clubs should be ashamed of themselves. So I'm I'm an, I'm embarrassed to be an Arsenal fan today. I've had a, we had a little discussion on Twitter. Uh, as always, please follow us at On the Pitch Pod. We're constantly tweeting about stuff, and you'll see all our our opinions on there before the pod comes out. But we were chatting with some some followers, and we're like, all right, yeah, who who do we support now? We need a new team. Our owners are are scum. So I might be joining on the jumping in the West Ham bandwagon for the rest of the year, or. Hopping on the Leeds train because right now I'm pretty, pretty ashamed to be a uh, an <laughs> Arsenal fan. Yeah, so um, Arsenal apparently they're one of the elites. They had to score in the 97th minute to be probable relegation or tie probable relegation side. Fulham uh, they had a couple goals well. called back from VAR, um, um, but our only our only inspiration is Gabi Martinelli, Saka, and Smith Rowe. You know, none of the big <laughs> names are worth a damn. Uh, Lacazette got hurt, I believe, and he's been the man in form, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. I got nothing. <laughs> Scum. Yeah. Um, I guess the, arguably the most exciting game of the weekend, um, West Ham, you know, they're sitting fourth, fifth place, and fortunately lose 3-2. They had a tough red card in the first half. They ended up fighting back. They went down 2 nothing. ended up tying it up 2-2. And I think for, what, like the fifth week in a row, they've played a 3-2 game. Yeah. And they finally end up on the wrong side yeah. of it. Uh, Willock, Joel Willock. Joel Willock, yeah. He uh, he ends up bagging the winner in the 82nd minute. So Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> a, tough, uh, a tough break for West Ham. But thankfully for them, some of the other teams didn't get the results they needed. All eyes will be on Chelsea Brighton tomorrow for them in hopes that Chelsea lose and they can retain that fourth spot. Um. I would talk about Champions League, but there's not really a whole lot to talk about. We yeah. don't even know if the games are going to happen anymore. Did we cover the other FA Cup semifinal game? 
Southampton. Oh, uh, we do have to cover that. Shout out the Foxes, the first time. In, Wolves beat Sheffield United one nothing. I don't know if you said that. I think that's um, it. Yeah, that real quick. We'll touch on that. That officially locked down Sheffield United's place uh, in the championship. They're mathematically eliminated from not being relegated. Um, I saw somewhere that this was tied for the uh, earliest the team has been confirmed to get relegated. Mm. So. Arguably one of the worst Premier League seasons in history for Sheffield United. A shame after how well they played last year, but to set no in stone. No fans, man. The no fans killed them. Set in stone, they're going down. And then, yeah, we'll give our shout-out to the Foxes. They reached the FA Cup Final for the first time in, I think, about 60 years. Maybe ever? I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I think oh, it's it a might long have been, time for sure. It might, it, it might have been 60 years. And yeah. Now I really hope they win. I'm going to be all over Leicester. I really hope they kick the shit out of Chelsea. Um, I hope, you know, Leicester's every every club out there, whether it's in England or in Germany or whatever country they are, they're like what everyone wants to be. They were nothing 10 years ago. I think they had like three straight seasons where they moved up. Mm-hmm. They were nothing 10 years ago, and now they're constantly in the top four. They won the leagues four or five years ago. They're top four contenders every single year. They have all this money now. To and this game honestly contend. means nothing now either because it's automatic qualification of the Champions League if you win the FA Cup, right? The Europa League. Or the Europa League. Yeah. So what the fuck is the point? You know, Leicester's now, you know, well, we're going to qualify top four and we're going to win this, but there's going to be nobody to play against during the week. Who are we going to play against, yeah, you know? So I, I hope Leicester win that game. Um, the last comments today, I guess we're kind of – Wrapping it up, because like we said, we, there's not really much to talk about in the Champions League other than that it looks like the games aren't going to be played. Apparently, Chelsea, Real Madrid, and Manchester Ooh. City are going to get kicked out on Friday. We'll see how true that is. We'll um, find out much more soon enough. We'll find out much more soon enough, so that just kind of sucks the life out of talking about it, because a couple of days <laughs> ago, I was super stoked to talk about it. We had some really juicy matchups. We had Manchester City, PSG. Um, and then we had Chelsea, Real Madrid, and now we just we don't even know if those are going to happen. Uh, like I said, just the stain. So, We've had a lot, to, a lot of drama to cover. Last episode was all the U.S. men's national team drama, wasn't it? I think that one have been two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. ago. Uh, double dipping on words, but it definitely has been a tumultuous uh, last <laughs> couple, di- couple days here. And um, please let us know what your opinions are. If you disagree with us, you agree with us, tweet us. DM us anything, get our attention. We'd right. love to interact with you guys and find out what you guys are thinking. Yeah, as always at On the Pitch Pod on Twitter. Please give us a follow if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting couple weeks here for sure. It's gonna be an interesting week here in general. We'll we'll see who holds their ground and who doesn't right. hold their ground. And it's all gotta happen quick because the Euros are fast. So like this is the you know this <laughs> is the big return of international soccer this summer after a year off, and it's coming soon. It's April twentieth tomorrow, April nineteenth tonight. It's gonna be it's gonna be hot and heavy coming fast. It's gonna be hot pretty and soon. Heavy coming so I'm, fast. I'm excited to see the like the litigation side of it, how public it is. I think that. UEFA and FIFA are going to do everything they can to keep this as public as possible, whereas you know the Super League has been pretty stoic. They all just released the exact same document at the exact same time announcing their Super League. Also, prayers up to any social media guys. Probably have the job of their dreams, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm the social media guy for Barcelona, and you're just getting ripped in the comments. Ripped in the comments. Yeah, the last, 
Last uh, tidbit that we had that I have to bring up, um, the the guy that f- is founding it, the president of uh, Real Madrid, said he'd just start his own World Cup. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Big slap in the face to everyone else. Um, we also had the Juventus. Uh, I, f- I forget his name. Whoever the guy that was running things for Juventus. Yeah. Um, he was also on the UEFA board. He resigned. Um, the current president of UEFA said, I didn't know we had snakes. Yeah, he called him like the, the biggest liar him, of all He time. called him a snake. Yeah. Um, Joel Glazer's supposed to be vice chairman because, yeah, that guy sure does know soccer. Um, he didn't even know the offsides rule until about two years ago. Right. Fun fact about him. And, yeah, we're just kind of seeing these American businessmen ruin the game we love. Um, Fenway Sports Group, the Red Sox owners, that's who owns Liverpool. We got the Glazers and uh, the Cronkies on the Rams, the, the Rapids, the everybody in the Cronkies on Arsenal. The Arsenal. Um, we got a Russian Roman Abramovich, but whoever he has in charge of Chelsea's operations is an American is guy. This, okay, yeah. Um, whoever runs Spurs football operations, another American guy. Just a bunch of Americans ruining what we love. We saw a lot of Fenway Sports Group out. We saw. Glazers out. We saw we saw everyone out. So it'll be an interesting couple weeks, and that uh, that about does it for us. We hope the game we love stays the way we love it. And uh, yeah, it's a shame we had to do this, but that wraps us up, folks. So thank you all for listening, and uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Love you guys. Talk soon.